This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 4, Altrincham 0, and, well, you know, Wayne Phillips and Andy Morrell up in the press box both thought it was a really impressive performance, maybe the best of the season, and who am I to disagree with those guys? This was a really good, comprehensive win. Have a look at Luke Young's post-match interview, uh, because he really, I think, analyses it very nicely on the club's YouTube channel. We were patient when we had to be. We wore uh, Torquay. We wore Altrincham down, and then ultimately we started to pull them about, get into the position where we could put good balls in. And, well, four fantastic goals, which was the best one. Take your pick. Could have had a goal of the season in this match. Anyway, Wrexham starting off with Jordan Davis in midfield for Elliot Lee, the only change. And Altrigham, to be fair, are a side that moved the ball around well. They've got some good young players, some good individual players. And they were also hampered by the fact that their striker and captain, Jordan Hume, was stuck in traffic. Uh, you got to have some sympathy for him, although Altrincham have been warning their fans all week that the M56 was going to be closed, so maybe he should have been paying attention to his club's social media channels. Anyway, he was named on the bench. He got on for the last 20 minutes, by which point the game was gone. And Altrincham, like I said, moved the ball around well, took the game to us, kept the ball for good periods in the opening stages, but didn't threaten, really. Wrexham's defensive shape was very sound. Tunnycliffe certainly, you know, adds a, a real sense of experienced uh, defensive play to the side. And we made Altrincham pass around in front of us, and then we started to create chances. First in the fifth minute was a mistake. In fact, I've got to say, this is something that I'd be concerned about if I was Phil Parkinson. Not Wrexham's manager, the Altrincham manager, Phil Parkinson. Because this is, like I said, a nice Altrincham size, but they've... You know, they are quite young. Maybe they're just making the odd mistake. And certainly in the midst of the nice passing, there were sloppy moments that gave us chances to attack. And there were also um, points scattered throughout the game where we won the ball back a bit easily. We just seemed more muscular than the Altrincham side. This first chance was just a misplaced pass. Con Clark, who was very good actually for Altrincham after scoring a brilliant winner against Oldham in midweek, Tried to pass the ball to his own half, gave it straight to Mullen, who went charging through the middle, and from 25 yards out, lashed a shot, which rose and, and went over the bar, but it was a statement of intent. The next moment of danger came when Young had a free kick on the right side, swept it in the goal mouth. Mullen didn't have much chance of winning it against a big centre-back, Jones, but he inconvenienced him. And the ball span on to Tozer at the far post. He pulled it back nicely. Davis drove a shot on target, which was deflected wide. Then is Hayden feeding Mullen and typical Mullen getting the ball about 25 yards out right of centre cutting inside and trying a curler from the edge of the D which just skimmed the bar unlucky the keeper beaten but Mullen would have his moment and what a moment in the 31st minute started off with James Jones on the right hand side sweeping a ball into the far post Palmer looking to attack it it would have been a tap in he was inside the six yard box was surely fouled, and I, in commentary, I've got to be saying I was demanding a penalty. I was astonished when it wasn't given. I'm glad it wasn't, though, because Palmer managed to deflect the ball towards goal, but he couldn't put it on target. It went across the face, Anthony Ford pricked up on the right, dinked it back in, and Mullen, about eight yards out, made contact with the most beautiful overhead kick, put it in the bottom left corner. Brilliant goal. So, yeah, I'm glad there was no penalty, because I... We got to see Mullen's genius instead. Wrexham ahead. The crowd erupted, as you can imagine. There was a real sense of confidence and well-being. 
we'd had to work hard for that breakthrough, but once we got it, you, you really thought, okay, we will build on this. Didn't realise how right we were. Two minutes, 18 seconds later, it was 2-0, and it was a, a lovely, lovely goal. A goal which I think just talks about the quality of this side, not only because of the economy of movement and touches among uh, in it. it was so well drilled but also because it just felt a bit in, uh, inevitable once the move started you just thought Altrincham were in trouble here it started McFadgen made a drive down the left hand side he lost the ball but then came back and tackled Con Clark and after that it was just really good snappy stuff he immediately looked forwards and hit Mullen Mullen popped an immediate bar square to Palmer, perfect weight on it, and Palmer addressed it just inside the, the box, beg your pardon. I'm not hiccuping, I'm buffering. And swept a brilliant first-time right-footed shot across the keeper and into the bottom right corner. Fantastic goal. And after that, it looked like the foot gates could open. Davis, with a fantastic turn in the centre circle, completely beating his man. He worked it out to Ford. He stood the ball in, and Palmer had a, a decent half chance, about eight yards out, but completely misheaded it, and the ball didn't threaten the goal. Then it was a long throw by Tozer, which was clear to the far post, and a real controversial moment here. I've got to say, Wrexham have been so frustrated the last two games with the referees. Well, this ref, Scott Simpson, actually, I thought did very well, except for this incident. I can sort of see why he didn't give a penalty, but most people's consensus is it was a pen, and looking at the replays, I, I agree. Davis chasing the ball after it, be, after it had been cleared out wide towards the left flank, still in the box, and Barrows just grabs hold of his shirt <laughs> and hangs on for dear life. The ref doesn't give a penalty. I think the reason he didn't give the penalty is because Davis, in trying to fend him off, ends up putting his arm across Barrow's throat. Not violently, but just putting it across. And I wonder if the referee maybe doesn't pick up on the shirt pulling, which started a fair while before Davis did this, and just looks, sees a shirt being pulled and an arm across a player's throat and thinks, oh, it's six of one, half dozen of the other, I'll let it go. But he was wrong, because if he did do that, because the initial foul by Barrows is a penalty. He was hanging on off his shirt for quite a long time. So, Altrincham fortunate there. And they nearly pulled themselves back into the game. I mean, this was comfortable for Exum, but there were a couple of key moments when Mark Howard came to the rescue, and he was one of them. A corner was worked short. Altrincham moved it around the edge of the area, and then Con Clark, having had a couple of, as I said, costly errors in his own half, tried to make up for it. He's a talented player. He got the ball, made a brilliant zigzagging dribble into the box, down the right channel, got himself into a position to shoot and lashed it in at the near post, which probably wasn't where he'd expected to go. It was definitely hit with power and it was definitely sneaking inside the post. Howard did superbly to drop to his left and make an excellent save, pushing it round the corner. Altrincham went to shout for a penalty from that corner. The ref wasn't interested. He'd set the bar pretty high for penalties with the Davis incident and then he blew his whistle for half-time. Second half, another... Good piece of build-up play from Altrincham, which really set the tone. The first 15 minutes of the second half, they dominated possession. They were in Wrexham's half for long periods, but there was no sense that there was a huge amount of threat. Maybe that was summed up, like I said, by that instant five minutes into the half. A really nice move, ending in Colclough back-heeling the ball to Denanga, who had to take his shot on early from 25 yards and struck it really well. But it wasn't a difficult save for Howard. It was a sharp one, 
but it was hit straight down the middle and from a fair distance. And, and that sort of summed her up. Even when Altrincham were having good spells, and they did, and I enjoyed watching them play, and I wish them well. I, I see with plays like that, I think, deserves some success. But we had the Moran's length. You know, this wasn't a, a dramatic moment. Wrexham and Sartre, when they went up the other end, were causing issues. McFadden had a shout for a penalty, which absolutely wasn't. Not only because it didn't look like a foul, but because it was outside the box. The ball came back in, and suddenly Young driving through the middle had a chance to set something up. But his pass was not good to Davis, and the chance was squandered. Then came another shout for a penalty. This is one I don't endorse, although I can see why there was a shout. It was a bizarre, self-inflicted one. The two Altrincham centre-backs were the only outfield players in their penalty area. Cooper decided to loft a pass across to Jones, who was on the far side of the penalty area from his central defensive partner. And under no pressure, Jones slightly miscontrolled it. It hit the ground, came up and hit his hand. It did it, his hands. I don't think you can give that. It would be extremely harsh to give it. Um, but, you know, it was worth a shout, I guess. On the hour came the second of those two big moments where Altrincham might have actually made a difference. It was another lovely little move as well. Colclough playing an excellent one-two, breaking down the left-hand side of Malone and then pulling it back perfectly. And this was the big moment for Altrincham, really. Osborne in a fantastic position around the penalty spot, all on his own, surely had to score. And he scuffed it horribly. It dribbled wide of the post, apologetically, a dreadful contact and Wrexham was safe. That came just after a really moving tribute for Nigel Williams, who was there, as always, waving his shirt above his head, celebrating on Tuesday the ice, but sadly passed away the next day. And it was an excellent, well-observed uh, minute of applause, including some of his friends at the back of the stand waving their shirts. And well done to some for that. Well done to Liam Roberts as well, because the start of his vlog on this game features a really nice, heartfelt tribute to Nigel Williams as well. So, obviously, our thoughts go to his family, but that, it, was, it was nice to see Nigel's own doing him proud at the race course. And the team now started to get a lift from that mistake. It was almost like a switch being flicked, that applause. And Wrexham started to get on top of things and dominate in the second half. It opened up with a cross on the left-hand side from McFadgen, which came to nothing because Davis and Tunnicliffe both attacked the same ball about eight yards out and got in each other's way. But a minute later, Wrexham were ahead. Uh, were ahead, were further ahead I should say and it was another lovely goal a great bake down the left hand side by McFadgen he got into the box, squared it for Palmer who pinned his man, rolled him and has a cracking little finish across the keeper into the, the bottom right corner a fine goal, Palmer on a hat-trick a couple of minutes later came another good save from Howard, a free kick which Con Clark ripped beautifully over the wall, but Howard tipped it over. This was not an easy save. It wasn't straight over his head. Not one of those ones where it's just too high to catch you play it safe. He had to backpedal a fair distance. Good save that. Soon afterwards, Rex made the first change. Jordan Davis, who was starting to look a bit tired, came off. Tom O'Connor came on, nearly scored with his first touch because immediately... Toza hurled a throw into the box and O'Connor planted a header from close range was on target but it hit a defender and ricocheted clear. Moments later another opportunity when Palmer picked her up on the right hand side it was all crowded in the area he managed to lift the ball back to the edge of the box and a brilliant piece of improvisation by Mullen who cushioned the ball upwards and as it dropped tried to place a volley inside the left post put it just wide a great effort. Soon after that 
Mullen was off, Elliot Lee was on, and within a minute, Wrexham had the fourth goal. And what a goal it was. Luke Young, the threads running through the middle of it as he just surged through the middle. Playing one-twos left and then right. Lovely one-touch passing by Wrexham. Ultimately, Young got the ball and fed a perfect through ball. And James Jones in the right channel hit it first time over the keeper. A lovely, lovely team goal. How ironic that Mullen should score an amazing overhead kick. And maybe it was the second best goal of the match because this was absolutely sweet. With eight minutes left, Oli Palmer reluctantly gave up his search for a hat-trick as Sam Dolby came on for him, and the two substitutes, Dolby and Lee, would provide the two final moments of threat from Wrexham. Firstly, Dolby breaking down into the box, a very tight angle, hitting a powerful strike, which the keeper parried acrobatically. I think he was looking to hit Lee at the far post with enough pace to cut the keeper out rather than shoot, but either way, it certainly troubled Ollie Byrne, who had to act an extremist, and then a few minutes later, Dolby doing well down the right-hand side, pulling it back, but a defender lunged in front of Lee, and, and seeing the block coming, he tried to lift his powerful shot from the edge of the area over the leg of the defender and put it well over the bar. In the second minute of added time, the well-deserved and long-awaited clean sheet finally was earned thanks to another good save by Howard. This time, it was Osborne on the right side of the box with a surprise snapshot, which he really nailed, and Howard did well to get down and parry it away to safety. So a really impressive performance against opposition that looked decent to me, and a very, very pleasing victory. Looking at the performances, well, I mean, Howard, like I said, three very good saves great to see that looking at the back three didn't have a huge amount to do in terms of being massively tested but they were a good unit the three of them were rock solid again toes of course problems with his throws uh, Hayden wearing a shirt that was one size short smaller to avoid having the sort of shirt tugging that happened by um, on Tuesday by Halifax defenders uh, didn't actually get any chances on goal but was strong and uh, at the back and took the ball forwards decisively he was good at joining in Tony Cliff again just looks like a class act at centre-back so the three of them were a good good unit Ford and McFadden were both excellent Ford some of his delivery was terrific and he was breaking up and down made one brilliant recovery run as well McFadden on the other side was a man of the match contender he's set up one goal a lot of spade work done for another. It was coming in narrow and driving through the centre and was a, a real presence throughout the game. The centre of midfield, Jordan Davis had a very good game. I, I, like I say, he's still you know, getting fully fit and he looked a bit tired at the end, but that's fair enough. He put a lot of good efforts in, a lot of good runs as well and some lovely switches from side to side, opening up play. Uh, Luke Young... Those driving runs, again, those typical driving runs, terrific. He really is. He's in a sort of excellent form. You almost don't notice him because he's just has his standard so high and keeps meeting them. And well done, James Jones, again. Excellent energy. Deserved his goal. Just again, the amount of ground he covers, the amount of work he puts in, his ability to keep going to the end. Good performance by Jones. Up front, the two strikers, again, were terrific. I'll go Palmer, man of the match because he scored two goals and did a lot of other good work he really troubled the centre-backs a bit too strong for them Mullen was good as well I mean that lovely improvised shot that went just wide he was really unlucky and that remarkable shot on goal it was great stuff and the two subs Lee and Dolby both came on and again made an impression Lee loves linking things up 
Dolby has had two short 10-minute cameos now where he's really buzzed around in the opposing box and caused issues. So great stuff. All looked really, really good. Nice to watch. And Wrexham, halfway through now, this four-match home run. Two wins out of two. Not bad. Tuesday night's massive for me because we just need to make sure we, we get a third good win just to keep that pressure on. We're starting to burn off the teams behind us now. Solihull Moors dropped two more points. Chesterfield are in third place now. They're already five points behind us. We just need to keep racking these wins up, keep looking strong at home, not only because of pressure on Notts County, but because it turns a title race into a two-horse race so that we can work on making county crack. But that was good. Really good performance. The highlights will be out on YouTube at midnight. And then, of course, we go again with all that good stuff for Maidenhead on Tuesday night, where we can listen live on Wrexham Player, the Hot Take podcast soon afterwards, the full podcast, this one, will be the next day. Good stuff. So, please subscribe, please hit like buttons, do all that lovely stuff, and we'll see you on Tuesday with the final score of Wrexham 4, Altrincham 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.